the topic, right? Yes. So today's topic is apologizing, how to say sorry, what's an effective apology, how do you apologize to someone, essentially. Right. Um, so how do you make amends? How do we find a way of repairing something in that friendship or relationship or whatever it is? Um, yeah. By saying sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Uh, apologies, first of all, uh, for me, I find apologies challenging because it feels like a, a concession, right? Like um, I'm admitting wrongdoing. Um, and so by apologizing, it's almost like I've lost the argument or I've, uh, I'm showing weakness, mm. right? So I've, I've always struggled with apologies for that reason. Because, you know, that sense of indigna indignation inspiring yeah. in the back of my head, like, do I want to apologize? Did I really do something wrong here or was it them? Right. right? So I, I find apologies very, very challenging. I think you've always been much better with them. I think you're much more able to uh, to release an apology, if that's the right verb, yeah. than I am. My view is that, so I know, so we got a comment earlier this week on the lesson about, you know, how an apology can be received perceived right. and a lot of times it can be perceived as a weakness as being vulnerable showing vulnerability but I like to take the other approach which is I feel like it's a strength if you're able to push your ego aside for a minute and take the reins and say you know what we're both at fault here mm. but I'm coming right now to you and saying I'm sorry then I think like, so that's the way I see it. I, th I see it more yeah. as a, a way of, because of, you can look at it as a strength or you can look at it as a weakness. And I think there's validity in looking at it as both. Sure. But in that moment, I think it's important to say, you know what, let me be the bigger person and step up here with it. Yeah, um, I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean. But it's hard, right? People who apologize are people who are. It's like you're saying, whether or not it's admitting wrong, uh, maybe in some cases you did, you know, you were in the wrong and in other cases you weren't, or or it's just not clear. Most cases, it's just not clear. Most yeah, cases, both, both parties have some The onus some is fault, on both right. people or all the people involved, right? But for the person to apologize, uh, I, at least the most successful apologizers, yeah. they're essentially putting all of that aside, right? right. You, you, you transcend this uh, deliberation as to who was the wrongdoer. You transcend that and you instead say, my objective here is actually to bring resolution to the situation. And so proving who's right or wrong, at least at this moment, is not going to bring about resolution. And so an apology basically says, I'm past that. And instead I want to, you know, restore harmony so that we can sort of continue with whatever it is we are doing, right. continue with our lives. Exactly. And if you, you know, up, put that up front and get it out of the way, then the rest of the conversation can be focused on resolving, on resolution, on, um, totally. you know, next steps. the next steps, or just go back to what you were doing before things got heated, right? That kind of thing. But I think, you know, getting it out of the way sometimes is the best thing. I think mm. most of the time it is because otherwise things just drag on for maybe a couple hours, maybe a couple days, maybe for some people even a couple years, oh, right? Yeah. You hear people holding grudges against one another for years. Uh, you think about the uh, the clans, right? Oh, and yeah. Certainly from, in Europe, yeah. I'm sure in North America, anywhere there were tribes and... We just finished Outlander, so Outlander, there was yeah, a yeah. lot of that. A lot the, of clans yeah. in Outlander. It was, <laughs> this period of it was staged in like just American before Revolution. the American Revolution. Yeah. yeah. 
and different family factions were sort of warring against each other. And yeah, these, you just like, the, the grudges get held and yeah. held and held. For generations. For generations. So you, you basically yeah. bequeath that yeah. to the generations And people even forget what they're angry about, but <laughs> yeah. they're angry. Exactly. And they know they're not, you know, supposed to be angry. And right. so, um, yeah, no, I agree. The, the, the quicker you can get to a, yeah. an apology, the quicker you can get to the problem solving, which is the fun part. Yeah. And, um, and, and also the less damage is done. I, That's I think true. Yeah. One of the things I've learned in, in conflict is the longer you leave the wound open mm. and festering, mm-hmm. uh, the worse it gets, yeah. right? The more infected it gets, yeah. the more Ugh. swollen and inflamed and it gets. To, not to be really, too graphic yeah, here. But yeah. the point is, um, <laughs> when, you, when you don't, like an apology is kind of like suturing the wound, right? Sealing it um, and putting a Band-Aid on it. Yeah, some Neosporin. Or some Neosporin, you know? Um, it, 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 it begins, it at least uh, lays the groundwork mm-hmm. for repairing, right? Yeah. Um, and I, I said you put a Band-Aid that's sometimes used in other ways where it's like a temporary fix. Right. That's not my intention here. My intention here is to say that um, by apologizing, you essentially lay the groundwork for, for repair. And so the sooner you can do that, the less damage you need to repair. Yeah, the less time the wound is open and festering, right? Right. Um, so that's a good analogy, I think. Yeah. A little bit graphic, but that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we like to be explicit. Yeah. Descriptive language Descriptive. for all about yeah. communication. All five senses involved yeah. here. Yeah. So the fast double sorry method was something that we picked up from the book uh, Option B, the book co-written by Sheryl Sandberg. You did. I didn't read it. And um, collective we. You've been reading a lot of books. I've been very impressed. (laughs) No, I really, so one of our friends got me, uh, well, my brother also mentioned it, which is fun. So I have to give him credit too, about the- He reads a lot as well. The library apps. Yeah, he does. The library apps where you can uh, essentially rent Mm. um, these audio books from the library. Right. So I have like four books going at once, usually two on my Kindle, two on my audio book. Anyway, I digress. But the point is, from that book, option B, uh, one of the techniques that they discuss mm-hmm. is the fast double sorry method. Mm. And that's essentially what we were talking about in terms of, you know, getting it over with quickly. Right, right, apologizing right. before things get even more heated. Because if they've gotten to a point where you feel the need to say sorry or you're expecting the other person to say sorry to you, right? Mm-hmm. Then it's already gotten to a point where it's heated, right? Totally. But if we don't, immediately address the situation saying sorry sorry then it just gets out of control and then it turns into something else and then you're starting then you have a conflict about something else that wasn't the original conflict that started everything so it's like all this uh mess that sort of ensues and compounds and so that's what you do with the fast double story you both say all the participants let's say in this case there are two both say sorry and then it just feels like a huge load is lifted off, right. right? Yeah, what I really like about that method is that it makes it almost mechanical, Yeah. right? And again, for someone like me, I get very into the, um, the sort of uh, the justice of the situation, unnecessarily so, particularly since most of the time they're minor situations. By making it mechanical, yeah. you bypass all that sort of cognitive dissonance around right. who's right or wrong. Right. It's like, this is just what you do. It's the protocol. It's a protocol. Yeah. And you initiate it very rapidly. And uh, by doing that, 
uh, it kind of cuts short. It yeah. short circuits yeah. that that negative spiral in in, in psychology, um, and and again puts you on the path of of making repairs. Yeah, yeah. So, so like that's that. one thing that you can try. Um, there's a quote from this 1970s cult movie uh, that's before our time, but okay. but still, it's a cult, so it it, it lasts. And uh, it's called Love Story. It's based on a book, and then it turned into this movie. I don't think I've seen it. I don't think you've seen it either. Uh, I think I saw it once, but anyway. There's a line in there in the book, and then they also mention it in the film. Love means never having to say you're sorry. So that's uh, a tricky one, right? It's kind of like a mind, a mind bender. Let's, I want to unpack that. Yeah, yeah. Love means never you. having to say sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. My, so what does that mean? My interpretation of that is... The, because you know your love is so strong, your relationship and understanding of the other person is so strong, you know that no harm was intended. Exactly. Right. You know that uh, regardless of what just transpired, you know tempers and so forth, uh, the dispute you might have had, the disagreement, none of that really matters in the larger context of the relationship. Yeah. And so an apology is almost superfluous. Because there's nothing to apologize for. You still love each other. Yeah. Uh, nothing's changed about your relationship. You just had a spat, which every human has. That's right. kind of like how I interpret that. Yeah. I also interpret it. So that's one interpretation. I also kind can see it being interpreted as if if people love each other, and this doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a sibling uh, relationship, right. parental and child, whatever. Um, love, right? Um, if people love each other, then they don't do anything that will force them mm. or result in they having to say sorry. Of course, now that's like a very tricky interpretation of it because people, we hurt, we, we hurt people. People hurt us, right? When, we, when we're people in we love. relationships, whether we meant to or not, most of the time we don't mean to, right? Um, unless you're a masochist. <laughs> Or a sadist, a sadist. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. so most of the time, that's not the situation. And so that could be an interpretation, but I feel like that's almost a moot point because uh, it, it ends up happening, right? Just life happens and, you know, you might say something in, in haste and you didn't mean it and it just sort of like came out of your mouth and you shouldn't have said that, but that you did and you know what I mean? Or And that's a big part of it, right? It uh, could be a big part of it. A that, lot of right? these things... Anger does funny things to us, and frustration, and the temper, and, uh, and sense, uh, right? When you feel like you've been wronged, uh, and we behave in ways that are very irrational, primordial. Maybe? Yeah, right? oh yeah, totally. Um, like banging our chest. Yeah, 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 exactly. Tarzan. Ways that 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 don't really fit into modern society. They don't fit into the concept of a healthy relationship. Right. We do them. But they're part of our sort of old school programming. Yeah, old old software. <laughs> that there are all kinds of um, you know thought practices to to start to 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 work past that that kind of reaction. But it happens. Yeah, it and happens. It happens. Yeah. And I think going back to that phrase, um, I think love you know, means never having to say you're sorry. Right. I just want to repeat it. It's it's um, it's basically saying we know that happens. We know we act out in ways that we don't mean to. That we don't mean in the long term. That, that we just do in the moment. Yeah. Uh, and it recognizes that and it says it doesn't change the bigger picture. Exactly. That said, yeah. um, that phrase doesn't, to me, mean you shouldn't apologize. Totally, totally. It, I think it's just more at a, at a higher level. If yeah. you step back and, you know, a day later, a week later, a year later, yeah. when you look back at it, yeah. you know that nothing changed there. That, right. that you guys, 
You know, you still yeah, have you that still stronger have, relationship, yeah. but simply uh, in the moment, you know, you lost yourselves. Yeah, and go ahead. We'll oh, I was just saying, nonetheless, the apology in that moment is still critical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it coming from both sides too, yeah, right? so important. Um, is critical because uh, that's, that's, again, what helps uh, seal the wound and start the healing process in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and one way to look at it too is not to not have these, uh, conflicts and mm. points of tension and things like that because the relationship in order for it to become strong and healthy stronger and healthier um, you know you do need to have that friction right? right but the point is to not let it fester you address it mm. right yeah. so it's that sorry part is very important right it's not like you need to you can overlook that and think oh you know in a few days we'll both this will blow over we'll forget about it and we'll pick up where we left off. Well, you could do that, uh, but then you run the risk of, you know, going through the motions of a healthy-looking friendship or relationship, and then one day it just, you know, crumbles, and it doesn't seem like it. There was any reason, rhyme or reason, for that, but it does. And then it's like, well, what happened? Well. What happens is sometimes, you know, when you don't address, a lot of times when you don't address the little bouts of conflict or this and that and the other, disagreements, um, uh, diverging viewpoints, Mm. whatever you want to call it, if you don't say sorry and you don't address it and you don't have that, you know, makeup moment and the conflict resolution, uh, then it's sort of like, what's the point of having this friendship or relationship or, uh, you know, unless you're going to you know, give yourself to it and and sort of like let it grow and let it become stronger, like mm-hmm. watering a plant, right? You you need to say sorry <laughs> to it, right? So that's, that's another way of saying looking sorry, at it. like watering a plant. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, sorry can be one of these things that's just like um, watering a plant, or I'm thinking of replenishing the soil in a pot. Oh, that's a good right? analogy. To, to maintain, I like that. To maintain yeah. that, right? Yeah. You're you're you're. Nurturing it. You're nurturing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it is, you're nurturing the relationship. The sorries are a nurturing aspect. Now, you bring up an interesting point, which is, um, in your case, it was just not saying sorry ever, uh, right? But Oh, in that example? Yeah, in that example. Yeah, I think, yeah. So there's there, so some, some people deal with conflict by just ignoring it and pretending right, exactly. like it didn't happen and no, no need to say sorry and no need to resolve the conflict. Um, so that's one way. But then don't be surprised if all of a sudden it all shatters. Yes. The other way is to attack that uh, issue right off the bat or give it maybe a day or two, whatever, but more uh, So that's what I want to get at. Yeah, let's talk about that part. Okay, so the question is, and what I'm, what I'm focusing on right now is that period between when you have the conflict and when you say sorry. So we've been saying get to that sorry as fast as possible. Yeah, if you can. Sometimes that's difficult, that's right? True. Sometimes in the moment it's so heated that um, you do benefit from a break, yeah. uh, right? Like and a they, timeout. Take a timeout. A timeout. <laughs> and the intention isn't to, you know, take that break and then forget that it ever happened. The break is simply to let our, you know, Nerd bodies cool. return to equilibrium, mm. uh, and then work on the apologies and then work on the repairs. Yeah. Um, my point simply is that it can sometimes be helpful, you know, if you're not able, if it's really a heated situation. Yeah, right. Or a very uh, difficult, yeah. you know, type of situation. Yeah. That is more than, it goes beyond just saying sorry and exactly. making up. 
Sometimes That's, a little space and distance yeah. um, for a short period of time can, can go a long way. Yeah. Half an hour, an hour, even a day in some yeah. cases yeah. can go a very long way. Yeah. Like you can go out, maybe go for a run, yeah. uh, do Clear some exercise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. come back to the situation with a much clearer head. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's that's true to, to differentiate between the types of, you know, conflicting situations that would require ultimately a sorry. Yeah. But the point is it still gets addressed because that's exactly. how you strengthen the foundations of friendships and relationships and that kind of thing. And those kinds of conflicts, those intense, serious conflicts aren't as common, right? I mean, the reality is most of the stuff we squabble about tend to be silly little things. They don't require deep yeah. introspection and, right. and and thought, right? A lot of it just has to do, frankly, with stuff that's not even relevant to what you're fighting about. Yeah. It could be because you're frustrated about something else. It could yeah, be something maybe, at work or... Exactly. Maybe, you know, you know you, your car didn't start. Right, Who knows? right. You missed the subway and yeah. you took it out on your best friend later that day and your best friend had nothing to do with the subway running late or whatever. Exactly. Right? And so in those situations... Um, I think those are much more common, and that's why the fast double sorry. That's why the fast double sorry is great because more often than not, it can be resolved with just an immediate apology um, from both sides. Um, and actually, that 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 brings up one of the things that I thought was really important to emphasize yeah. from that video, which is, uh, and we touched on this, but both sides need to be apologizing. Right? It, it takes both sides, which means you need to have a discussion about this method ahead of time, right? Yeah. You can't expect someone to immediately, if you say sorry, you can't expect them to immediately say sorry. You might catch them off guard and that could help. But the best way for this to work is to have a conversation with someone and say, you know, whoever it is you spend a lot of time with yeah. and say, here's a cool new method that I think could work. What, what do you think? Yeah. yeah. What do you think about this? How can we incorporate this into our friendship? Um, hello. Hanze, I think. I can't really read from here, but hello, whoever just joined. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Um, but right, so so I think by priming the person that yeah. you're um, spending time with and who you want to use this with, uh, priming them ahead of time is really the only way to get this to work. Yeah. Um, because without knowing about it, the, the other person is unlikely to come back with a sorry off the bat. That's true. and they, Or they might find it like that you're maybe somebody, they might interpret that as sarcasm, right? Imagine oh, right. imagine not uh, talking to the person ahead of time and saying, you know, how would you feel about uh, establishing this type of protocol in our friendship? Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden you whip out, you're, you know, you're raising your voice at them with furrowed eyebrows, da 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 something else, sorry. And they're gonna be like, "What?" Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. that'll be a little bit jarring. Totally, for them. totally. So you should definitely. I like that that you mentioned that, Greg, because you made me think of something you else. Tell them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You made me think of something else, which is really important with apologies in general yeah. in this method, but yeah. apologies in general, which is once you make the apology, it, and and I'm totally guilty of this. It's really important to not then dive back into the argument, oh. right? <laughs> so once you make the apology. Stay committed to that apology, right? Like, don't say, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, but. The sorry, but essentially brings you right back into the argument, um, right? Yeah. And so there's a big difference between I'm sorry and, which is like, I'm sorry and I want to move forward, right. versus I'm sorry, but, which means I'm not really ready to let go of why I'm angry. Exactly. Um, 
right? So that that's mm-hmm. I think a very important distinction. That's to a make. good point. And you can address the butt part after. Maybe take that to uh, you know address that after the cooling off period. Right. So maybe a couple hours later or even a day later. But I don't think really beyond that's necessary. Um, just generally speaking, of course, everyone's situation is different. But I think you know taking the moment to just cool off and then talking about the but you know this is what made me upset kind of thing is important to address so that the person or the people involved know um, what triggered you or got under your skin. Totally. But there is a moment for that. Yeah, right? I, I almost view that as a separate conversation. Yeah. You have the apology conversation. Yeah. And then separately, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether it's an hour later or a day later, yeah, uh, completely independent of the apology, you have a conversation, a mature conversation about what caused the conflict, what yep. what might have catalyzed the uh, the confrontation, mm-hmm. and how might that be avoided in the future. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to sort of you know address apologies and to perform them because they are a speech act. Um, and they are important, right? They're important if you care enough about the friendship or the relationship. Again, if you didn't care, then you could just, you know, let let it blow over and see what happens, you know, next week. Well, that's a really good point, yeah. right? Apologies are are a signal that you really care about the relationship, yeah. right? In a relationship that you don't care about, you don't have to apologize because uh, you're planning to to not ever engage. Right, you're planning to engage less. If you like that's how humans rationalize. Right, right. It, you're, right? You're, you're not committed to it. Yeah. By by apologizing, you're saying, "I'm uh, committed enough to uh, our relationship to say uh, sorry and to you know um, show vulnerability um, and compromise." Yeah. Because it's more important that we maintain the you know the well being of this relationship than it is to be right in this moment. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You were mentioning something that you listened to from Peter Atia. Right. Uh, and the, the whole vulnerability thing. Do you want to share that if it's relevant? Yeah. I mean, there is some, yeah, there is a really good interview on uh, the podcast that I love. It's a medical podcast called Peter Atia. And he normally deals with very um, specific medical topics um, and longevity related topics. But he also occasionally brings in one of his pillars of longevity is mental wellness. And he brought in a fantastic psychologist who primarily works with males. Mm. Um, but, uh, the, the concept he brought up specifically that I found, um, was really, uh, made a deep impression on me was this, um, it was actually on the, on the, the uh, there was a husband and wife and the husband often would lose his temper. Um, and he would lose his temper and, and take it out on, on the wife. Hmm. Um, but often it was for situations where, uh, he felt um, dependent, mm, right? Right, on right, the wife. right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he felt that dependence, that's when uh, he felt uh, weak. Right. And so he was really getting angry at himself. Mm, but pr- projecting but, that. But projecting the anger t- toward else, his wife. Toward his wife, yeah. Um, and by seeing that, he was able to sort of reframe his frustration and anger in a way that allowed him to not be angry at his wife and instead to recognize the situation. But what I liked That's about interesting. the yeah. the, the uh, what he also the, the psychologist also did, yeah. um, psychiatrist also did was he put some some work for the wife as well, which is when she sees her husband losing his temper, yeah, 
um, that she should remind him or, or ask him, yeah. are you feeling vulnerable at this moment, mm. right? And that can really disengage the situation because it reminds him why he's angry. It's not really at his wife. It's at a situation that has more to do with his own psychology. Right. Um, maybe he was underslept. Maybe he right. has like a work thing going right. on. Like in his mind, he's trying to figure out something yeah. for work. Yeah. yeah. And so I, the, the way I look at that is um, when when we're apologizing, uh, it's it's not about who is right or wrong because often the right or wrong doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. Right? It's irrelevant. At it's that irrelevant. Point. The apology is really just saying, uh, "I want to get back to you know homeostasis, life, to homeostasis, to equilibrium, yeah, yeah. Um, serenity and harmony." Yeah. Let's stop you know focusing and, and allocating our resources to fighting and reallocate them, reallocate them yeah. to repair and and progress. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I think we have a question. Do you want to see if you can read that? Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, uh, so the question is, yeah. um, people tend to think I lie when I ramble on, right? So the idea that uh, uh, sort of not finishing a statement okay. can, can or, or not being coherent with what you're saying maybe is is a indication that you're not mm. being honest, mm. you know? Look, I, I would say that um, in general, uh, particularly when we're frustrated, uh, it's very difficult to be articulate. Yeah. Right? Uh, and Yeah, we get swept away get by swept our away. emotions. And we don't really know what we're trying to say necessarily. Yeah. And so, um, you know. Because we haven't processed those emotions ourselves, right? Exactly. It takes time yeah. to figure out. We just know, right? We have this psychosomatic reaction almost that we are angry or upset. We're sad. We take it out. Uh but then we don't we haven't processed that ourselves, nor are we able to articulate that to the other person, right? Right, totally. Yeah. And yeah. so in, in, in that kind of situation, um, you know, we often do say things uh that we don't mean and uh and do things that we don't really want to do. Yeah. Um and it has nothing to do with honesty. It, it's just purely to do with um how we're uh you know the state of our mind in that moment. Yeah. Um, and the sooner you can return your body to equilibrium, the clearer your thoughts become and the less likely you, likely you are to ramble on. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's really your goal in these yeah. situations. It's to, to restore your mind to a sense of peace. And an apology is a very good way to sort of embark on that process. Yeah, and I think in terms of length, uh, because the, the question is how short or long should an apology be? I think it really depends on the type of, like what was the frustration about? Right, so sort of to touch upon earlier, if the conflict is something that's gonna take a couple of hours, uh, maybe a week to resolve, to really figure out you know, what to do, uh, then it might need to be a little bit of a longer apology. Um, whereas if it's like the whole idea behind the fast civil sorry method, it's like for the short, the little squabbles, like, oh, you know, forgot to empty the dishwasher, uh, but that prevented someone from having their coffee. And because they didn't have their coffee, they missed their meeting. I don't know. I'm just coming up with some you know, examples, right? So looking at the type of mm. conflict that was yeah. created from that and, and basing that on um, or, or using that to determine how long or elaborate the apology can be. Does yeah, that make sense? It's, it's an interesting question. And yeah. I, I, my personal view on, on length is, is that it doesn't matter. Right, my my focus is more on how authentic is it? Yeah. Um, how heartfelt is it? 
And so a good apology in my mind is one where you demonstrate that uh, you want to do things differently so that the same problem doesn't happen in the future. Right, like going forward, what right. are the steps to take so right. that this thing doesn't, it's not a rehashing of the old, same Correct. old conflict. And then the second part before. of it, yeah. the second part of it is um, showing that you understand what made the other person angry, right, or frustrated or sad. So it's a combination of empathy yep. and then commitment to uh, avoiding that situation in the future. I think those are the ingredients of a good apology. They don't have to be long, right? Yeah. You can do that in a concise way or you can do it in an elaborate way. It's up to you, whatever is most appropriate for the relationship you have. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's showing that sincerity, that empathy um, that, that makes for a good apology and an effective apology. I think that's so true. And I think I would add one ingredient, uh, which is validation. Because when you validate uh, the person's feelings, you're acknowledging that yeah. that something, so not emptying the dishwasher caused them some frustration in the morning. If that's your task to do, right, in your house, you've been, you delegated that role. Um, maybe, you know, you are able to understand why that person was upset and you're validating how they felt. Yep. Right? So that's a big one too, validation. Because it... Um, it shows that compassion that's there. Absolutely. So again, right, saying sorry, it's not just saying sorry and being done with. It's it's all the other work that we're doing with it, right? It's the yeah. compassion, it's the empathy, it's the validation, it's the sincerity and the authenticity and um, coming up with the protocol. Maybe you have a specific way of running your apologies with the people that you love. Um, so coming up with this kind of thing can really go a long way. So do this, of course, before you get to that moment of being angry and upset, uh, before the tempest, um, you know, is, is unleashed. Is unleashed. Um, so sit down, have a heart to heart, you know, with the people that you love and say, when we when we have squabbles and we have arguments, uh, why don't we try this way of apologizing? Or I've noticed that when we have these conflicts like this, this and this happens, Maybe there's a way to short circuit that process and do yes. X, Y, Z. So. Yeah, laying the groundwork ahead of time goes a very long way toward yeah. facilitating uh, smoother and more effective apologies and conflict resolution in general. Yeah, and it's, so. it's good for your interpersonal relationships. Yep. All right. Well, I think we hit the time. Yeah. Um, Thank you for your questions. Yeah. Thank you for participating. We love when we have interactivity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for those of you joining us later for the replay, feel free to leave a comment, leave your questions, anything and everything <laughs> if you want. So that's that's a wrap. Yeah, thanks and for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time for your next exploring lesson and the next live stream. Have a wonderful weekend, wonderful week. Yeah. We'll see you again. We'll see you soon.